0: welcome to the friday crew my name is k or palan i'm joined alongside by doug Willig, jared bladice and david who is a newcomer to wrsu hopefully he'll be enjoying his i guess first ever time talking on the crew or or talking on the mic for wrsu but this is it guys um end of another week for me at least Uh, i think it's gonna be my uh you know, one of my last weeks being a Rutgers student, or I would say last Friday being a Rutgers student before I graduate, um, but how's everybody else doing?
1: I'm chilling, I'm doing good. You know, KR, it's, I'm I'm sure you're excited to graduate. I'm about a year away from that moment, hopefully if all goes as expected, but you know, congrats on your upcoming graduation. That should definitely be fun. You know, unfortunately you didn't get to have, you know, like a traditional senior year, but. At college life will be you know nice kind of thing just getting back to normal sorry my bad my phone was just ringing there i've been getting a lot of spam calls but anyway yeah i'm just looking forward to being on the friday crew excited to talk to you jared you know excited to hear david you know talk for the first time with the nfl draft going on you know we just got a lot to talk about i'm just really excited
2: yeah doug i'm with you on that we've got a lot of great nfl round one nfl draft stuff to recap as well, we can look forward to round two tonight, round three tomorrow. So we've just got a lot to look over for the next two hours. It should be a good time.
3: Yeah, it's nice to meet you guys. I'm I'm excited to talk for a little. My, you know, professors like to put all my finals at the end. So I don't have anything really until like the end of finals, which kind of stinks. Would like to get it over with, but, you know, you, that's life. Got Got to just deal with it
0: that's about it gotta deal with it um like you guys had prefaced a little bit uh, we had the nfl draft the first round kicking off yesterday um and we could dive into a little bit to begin with and uh i guess we'll we'll go with the uh the, the top 10 picks break those down a little bit and then uh, maybe stretch it to 11 since i know most of us here are uh um, giants fans and and we can. I uh, we'll do the top tens and then break down what happened afterwards, um, in bunches. But, uh, I'll do you know the top two first. We had Trevor Lawrence going, uh, to uh, Trevor Lawrence quarterback out of Clemson going to undoubtedly, um, you know the, the no, as the number one pick that he was probably slated to go for beginning of, at the beginning of this year to Jacksonville. Uh, and then we had Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU, going to the hometown New York Jets. Uh, what did you guys kind of take away from from those two picks? I know those were kind of slated as uh, you know surefire picks for for on on many mock drafts for both of those teams. But how did you guys kind of finally react to
1: those two names getting called first in the draft? Yeah, care. Yeah. You know, just like you said, those were the first two. Like we knew what we we knew what was gonna happen, right? So. Like, it was Trevor Lawrence. We Everyone knew it was going to be Trevor Lawrence, even, like, just for months. And then Zach Wilson, we didn't know that, I don't know, maybe like a month or so or a couple months ago. Like, we learned that later, but we knew that was coming. So, basically, those two picks, there was no real excitement in the draft. Yeah, like, obviously, it was nice. Trevor Lawrence was at his house. Zach Wilson was there, you know. So, he went up on stage. That was nice to see. But I'm sure the rest of you guys agree, you know, Jared and David. We we knew that was coming. So, the real excitement. didn't start
2: until pick number three. Yeah. Yeah. You go, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, like that was those two picks were givens. Like we were just waiting to see what would happen with number three. But listen, I'm not a Jets fan, but Jets finally did something that puts the franchise in a good direction. So just gotta props to Joe Douglas and the rest of the rest of the Jets organization. They made the right pick and hopefully we'll pay dividends for the franchise for the next decade. Yeah,
3: I mean, Joe Douglas fell in love with
2: Zach Wilson. I don't know when. I bet a lot of Jets fans
3: haven't. Maybe they saw, I think BYU played Coastal Carolina. That was a big, big, hyped, ranked game uh, towards the end of the year. But, you know, Zach Wilson had a great year this past year. And, I mean, hey, they in Zach we trust now. So, we'll see.
0: David, are are you a Jets fan?
3: I'm... I'm honestly, I was never a huge NFL fan. Right. But I really got back into it this past year. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I watched the Jets growing up. So, I mean, this is as good of time as any to hop back on it. If, if I'm going uh, to.
0: See, you're not, you're not suffering like uh, some of the other Jets fans at, at, in the sports department. Who've, definitely
3: uh... not a, definitely not a real Jets fan. I, I'm not, <laughs> not going to claim to be, but I mean, Hey, they, and then they, I mean, we could talk about it later, but they, Got some uh, got a lineman to protect their new star quarterback, so it, Jets yeah. fans really shouldn't be complaining about anything.
0: Exciting times for the Jets, nonetheless. Um, with the third pick, which is where I would say the biggest coin toss of the night, at least early on in the night, existed uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. Everybody knew they were going to take a quarterback, um, but they didn't know whether the reports earlier in the week of them you know, having a greater um, pull towards Mac Jones and Trey Lance was true or was it the other way around which we kind of saw happen last night where they did go with the quarterback out of North Dakota State and take Trey Lance at the third overall pick over Mac Jones Uh, did you guys think this could have went the other way or do you think um, you know this was the right pick I would say by uh, by the 49ers yeah I think at number three I wasn't
1: yeah I wasn't I was a bit surprised because I remember, I'm sure you guys remember, you know, months ago, you know, at the early, the early mocks had like Justin Fields going number two even. And then he kind of started shifting down and down and down to the point where like he wasn't even going to be a top three pick. So at that point, I kind of knew that Justin Fields wasn't going to be drafted, but I still like, I was a bit surprised by Trey Lance. Of course, I don't have the stats on this, but that might be the... Actually, I don't know. Like, we saw he was the only player, I believe, from the FCS drafted in the first round. That may be wrong, but I believe the other 31 picks were FBS players, since North Dakota State, of course, is in the FCS. So it was interesting to see him go number three. Of course, we've seen uh, other North Dakota State players succeed or, you know, at least be a starter level in the NFL at quarterback. Carson Wentz has done it recently. So that program definitely, North Dakota State, their name is getting more and more on the map. Maybe they'll shift to the FBS from the FCS soon. I don't know if that's coming or whatnot, but uh, it was interesting to see Trey Lance go. I thought it might be Matt Jones, you know, and then I used to think it was going to be Justin Fields until all the reports were indicating that that, uh, he was kind of out of the picture. So I was a bit surprised, but I'm just excited. I think that Trey Lance could be successful in the NFL. You know, with this stuff, with quarterbacks, it's really hard to tell. Guys that have won the Heisman in college have gone and not been successful knowledge have gone on to be successful in the NFL so this stuff is just very difficult to predict even professional scouts and you know GMs make wrong decisions a lot of the time so I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be successful I didn't watch a lot of North Dakota State so I haven't seen a lot of his tape of course they only played one game in the fall but you know I definitely wish the best for him and I think you know he could be successful in the NFL
2: Yeah, Doug, I'm with you on that. I do think that he can be successful in the NFL. I also think that he went to a great situation because I think he's a very raw prospect, and I don't think that he's going to be prepared to start right away. I don't even know if he wants to start right away. I think he's got to learn, and they do have Jimmy G still. He might not be the best quarterback, but he could definitely start some games, mentor Trey Lance, and when Jimmy G goes down with some sort of injury between the week 7 through 9, 7 through 10, then Trey Lance can get his starting his starting opportunity in the NFL. But I do think that this is a perfect situation for him just because he doesn't have all that experience and he can for at least half the season sit and learn, learn the offense and really understand what it takes to be an NFL level quarterback.
3: Yeah, I think uh I think it really comes down to if Jimmy G will be a great teacher right cuz i think everyone assumes Lawrence and Wilson are going to be starting day 1 right but with Lance with Jones with these the other guys they have some court, they have older quarterbacks there that could teach and could mentor them like you were just talking about Jared but what do you guys think you think Jimmy G could be a good teacher or you think cuz some guys are like Alex Smith you know he's done it he did it with the 49ers then he did it again with Mahomes and the Chiefs right but i mean i think it all comes down to how good of a teacher Jimmy G really is
0: I think, actually, it comes down to how much Kyle Shanahan is going to invest in his potentially future franchise quarterback. Um, Obviously, there was something that he saw in Trey Lance that he gravitated towards more than he did towards Mac Jones. Um, But listen, in my opinion, many critics would call Kyle Shanahan the quarterback whisperer uh, because of how many great quarterbacks he's worked in the past even his dad who's worked with tremendous hall of famers and and you know nfl legends so um and the the biggest reason i think they chose trevor lance over mac jones and why i think trevor lance is going to be a pretty fantastic fit in san francisco is because of that you know modern day dual threat quarterback that he brings uh he's not i would i wouldn't say he's set in stone that traditional sit-in-the-pocket or the other where we have scramblers um, such as Lamar Jackson and what many can say Patrick Mahomes as well, Um, you know, I'll, I'll obviously evade the pocket and try to play football by other means. But I think he's a good combination of both. One where it could be, you know, I guess he could be grown in either way. And I think that's the biggest thing that was kind of... um. You know, uh, I, I would say that served as an advantage to Trey Lance in the eyes of Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, at least in my opinion. Um, but again, we'll see where it goes. I think Jimmy G can be Jimmy G. I don't know. I don't know how, how else to kind of uh, dictate what how he's going to play a part in the organization, especially after his coach said that he doesn't even know if he's going to be on the roster. But that could be a conversation for another time. Um, and then with the fourth and fifth picks, which as the day began, draft day began, or the couple of days before, people had thought, you know, are probably going to be fire locks on those positions as well. We had uh, Kyle Pitts uh, go to the Atlanta Falcons, um, the number one tight end, what many would consider the number one uh, receiver or number two receiver in the entire draft class. And then we had Jamar Chase reunited with his uh, college quarterback in Joe Burrow at Cincinnati, um, as he was the first wide receiver, picked that fifth overall. Uh, what did you guys think of those two picks?
2: Definitely for the Falcons and Kyle Pitts. I think that's just an incredible pick. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, I think Kyle Pitts was the next best player in the draft. And the Falcons, the Fal- some teams are going with the younger quarterback, rebuilding, but the Falcons are just going to stick it out with Matt Ryan, give him more weapons, and keep trying to win. And I think it's a good idea They have a... Good enough offense to compete with any team in the league. They just add Kyle Pitts, who is going to rise in the ranks of tight end in the NFL very, very quickly. He's that good. So definitely a great pick by the Falcons. And for the Bengals, many people thought it should be offensive lineman Pene Sewell, but they ended up going with Jamar Chase, which honestly I don't think it was a bad pick. Jamar Chase was the consensus number one wideout in the draft. He's played with Joe Burrow. He'll be a good safety blanket for Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase has already come out and said he's going to break all the records in the Bengals' history books, which I don't see why not. He's supposed to be that good. He could be a Bengal for the next maybe decade, playing with Joe Burrow for the next decade. That could be a lethal duo in the NFL for all of the 2020s. So even though the Bengals have to protect Joe Burrow, I think that they just went with the pick that was like – the they went with the flashier pick and – I still think it's going to be a very beneficial beneficial pick, and Jamar Chase will definitely thrive in Cincinnati. Yeah, I love the Pitts pick. Uh, Matt Ryan's 35, I think. So, uh, he should
3: be fine for another couple of years. I'm just looking at his contract right now. He's under contract through 2023, so he'll be 38 at that point. So, I mean, they really don't have to address drafting someone to have Ryan, you know, mentor him for a little uh, until then. I think he, they could just ride out Ryan for another co- two years, and like you guys were saying, Pitts is Pitts is like a kind of a generational talent. Some people are saying, just like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and then I like the Bengals taking Chase, too. They could address lineman, I think, then tonight and even tomorrow if they want. And Chase is special, too. Chase is a dog.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with what you guys have been saying. And to be honest, I, I was surprised that, uh, that Pitts went up four. I, I thought we were going to see quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. I know the reports were kind of conflicting, and we didn't know what the 49ers were going to do at three. So things were kind of building off there, but I was just a bit surprised. I thought we were going to see maybe. So we knew Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going one, two. I thought we might see like, you know, Trey Lance three, Mac Jones four, or, you know, Mac Jones three, and then someone else four, another quarterback. I I, I knew Pitts. I, I know Pitts is good. We all know that, you know, he's going to be a great, or we, we really, you know, it seems very likely that he's going to be a very dominant tight end in the NFL. I just thought he was maybe going to maybe go five or six. I don't know. So I was just a bit surprised there, but, you know, nonetheless, great pick. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that he could be a good fit there with the Falcons.
0: Yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get to see Kyle Pitts play alongside Julio Jones. But obviously, those questions will be answered before um, the season starts. Uh, with the next pick, we have the Miami Dolphins on the clock. Um, and I would say this, to me, at least, sir, there's a little bit of a surprise pick, uh, knowing that Panay Sewell was still on the board. Um, but they decided to take uh, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama, what many would consider, um, you know, one of the best, uh, either the number one or the number two receiver in the draft itself. Um, But they selected Jalen Waddle over their other needs. And then uh, the Detroit Lions, I'm sure they were jumping up and down in their draft boards when, or in the draft room when, they saw that Panacio was still on the board at number seven uh, and they decided to take him, uh, offensive tackle, out of Oregon. Um, I think both of these picks were, they addressed some needs. Um, Dolphins, I think, could have you know done a better job. But to me, I think the Detroit Lions did a perfect job at you know taking, I would say, again, what many would consider once-in-a-generation offensive tackle. So um, they obviously, in my opinion, did a great job. Uh, what did you guys think of those two picks?
2: Yeah, K.O.R., for the the Lions pick with Sewell, I think that was just uh, he fell right in their laps. They were just like, all right, this guy's here. We have to take him. So I think that's what they did. They didn't mess the pick up. And he'll be a great player for the Lions for the next, like, for for as long as he plays. He's going to be a generational talent on the line. He'll be blocking for Jared Goff for the next couple years. He'll have to look for a new quarterback in a couple years and then he'll be blocking for that quarterback for the next long time. So the Lions definitely did the right move this draft. Props to them. And then with the Dolphins, I know that you said you didn't love the Waddle pick, which I'm with you on that. I think they should have addressed their other needs. But the way I look at this pick is that the Dolphins are showing that they have the utmost faith in Tua, that Tua is the quarterback of the future, and that they're just going to surround Tua with weapons and hope that he plays the way they need him to, and that he can be the franchise quarterback. And getting a receiver like Waddle will help get the best play out of two Tua possible. So when I look at it from that way, I do think it was a good pick. But like you said, they probably didn't address the their real needs. But at the end of the day, Waddle's going to go to Miami, and he's going to ball, and he's going to be a great player for the Dolphins. Yeah, I love Waddle to Miami, just kind of like you guys.
3: But just following Chase uh, back with Burrow the reunion, you know, Waddle gets to run routes and get passes from Tua, which is kind of cool. That was kind of, I guess, the theme of the first round, because uh, Devonta Smith back with Jalen Hurts too, and I think there was one more, right? Oh, Travis Etienne got picked later on, and he was with uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, at Jacksonville. But yeah, I really like this pick. I like Waddle. I think he's pretty similar to Will Fuller. He's super fast. People compare him to Tyree Kill. I don't know if you could do that. Tyree Kill's special, but I like Waddle a lot. And then yeah, Lions. Soul we'll kind of fell right in their lap. And
0: then uh, with the eighth and the ninth pick, uh, which I think again served as somewhat of turning points for the night, uh, where the Carolina Panthers select J. C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, and then that was followed by the Denver Broncos taking uh, Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. Many would consider these two as um, the consensus number one and two cornerbacks. Obviously, the order might have differed on many draft boards, but they were the top two cornerbacks on a lot of people's um draft boards, and they were taken back to back by two teams who, you know, many had in the mock drafts taking quarterbacks, uh, such as you know Justin Fields or Mac Jones if they're still on the board, which at this point they were, um, but you know we saw them go a different route address the areas of cornerbacks who, you know, we haven't seen these two teams kind of be dominant in for a while. But um, overall, I think these picks are, uh, even though they were surprising, they're a great fit. And I think they do, it you know, address those areas of need. So um, in my opinion, again, uh, I don't think it was the best choice, but it was a great pick nonetheless. Um, what did you guys think? Doug, I'll throw it over to you if you're there.
1: Yeah, you know, interesting with uh with both these guys, Horn and Sertain, you know, both their dads played in the NFL. Of course, uh Pat Sertain the first, you know, not like, you know, Pat we have Patrick Sertain and then Patrick Sertain Jr. And then JC Horn and his dad, Joe Horn played in the NFL. Of course, Joe Horn was on the offensive side of the ball. We remember or you guys probably remember you've seen his celebration where he picked a s he had a cell phone like underneath the um the goalposts. You might have seen that clip before. It's it's an old clip from the NFL, but I think it's somewhat iconic. But so Horn and Certain, I think, are both good picks there. And Horn, it was actually interesting. I made like my own little mock draft, kind of predicting the first round. And Horn was one of the guys I got right. My my mock this year was pretty bad. But I did, I can say that is one of the picks I saw coming. Most of the picks I did not. But Certain, I think, right after him, yeah, is a good pick as well. You know, there's a lot of this stuff. I'm not going to say like. We knew it was going to happen, but we uh, – lost my voice there. But my bad. But a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, these early picks, we could kind of see coming. We didn't know the exact order. But we, there weren't any major shockers here. You know, maybe at 17 uh, – we'll, we'll get to that later. That was a bit of a shocker. But here, you know, Horn and 13, I, I think those are both great picks. Those guys, you know, they should be great in the NFL. You know, maybe they won't be, you know, because we do see first-round busts all the time. So I think as of now, though, I think they'll both have great careers.
2: Yeah, I definitely like both the picks. I feel like you can never have too many cornerbacks. Like a team will always need a good cornerback and these two guys were very sought after prospects. They were both they're both projected to have very good careers. I think Sertain's going to be awesome in Denver. They've already got a pretty solid defense, so I mean, like KR said like people we thought they might go quarterback might consider it, but listen, at the end of the day, I think that they just took Two players that will, they each took a player that will definitely help their team. So uh, but good picks for both of them. I think that they'll both be very, very good cornerbacks in the NFL.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to argue that they're not good players. But, man, I think it's hard, especially for the Broncos. Just watching this last year, Drew Locke was bad. Drew Locke was not good. So I, I think it's hard for them, especially to pass on Justin Fields. You guys don't think that they should have taken a stab at a QB there?
0: I, I i think um yeah they should have uh to be honest though it's it's not a, i i would say that type of uh i would say skill set or play style i don't think i saw that thriving uh in, in a place like Denver um but honestly i'm kind of glad to where fields uh fell to which um i'll discuss now we had the 10th overall pick uh the Philadelphia Eagles also you know putting a little bit of a turner on this draft board because um you know many have them taking JC horn or um uh sorry at number 10 the Dallas Cowboys had a pick and then they had traded that to the Philadelphia Eagles who moved up two spots in front of the Giants and uh, many of them had the Eagles taking um you know, either cornerback that was still on the board at their original pick of 12. Even the Cowboys who were at 10 um, were slated to take a cornerback, but I'm guessing that probably played a role in the Cowboys trading back because they didn't have the guy that they wanted on the board anymore. Um, And hence the Philadelphia Eagles decided to trade up and take uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, And this kind of, also played a role in the 11th pick, who which was originally held by the New York Giants, who had, um, I'm guessing, aspirations of drafting either Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith or um, Jalen Waddle, both of whom are not on the board anymore. So they had traded their pick to the Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears decided to take Justin Fields uh, at 11th overall, and I think, to me at least, this was definitely the pick of the night. Um, what did you guys think?
2: Yeah, I definitely think it was the pick of the night. I mean, with the Eagles jumping over the Giants to get the guy they wanted, I thought it was a great move. They made sure they picked him. I still don't have that much faith in Jalen Hurts. Though. Like, I don't know if he is the quarterback of the future in Philadelphia, but they definitely just got the wide receiver of the future. So maybe Devontae Smith can help. With Jalen Hurts' development, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Maybe Smith will help get the best out of Hurts. They played together in college, but just overall, it's amazing pick, and it's just I hate to see him in the NFC East, but props to the Eagles for making the move.
1: Yeah, you see, I I was upset at first because I wanted the Giants to draft. As a Giants fan, I wanted them to draft Devontae Smith, and. Like, he wasn't the only player I wanted them to draft. Like, there was a couple guys I was interested in as well. I wouldn't have been upset, like, if they had drafted Parsons or a couple other guys. But I thought that, you know, if they were going receiver, I really wanted Smith. So, at first, I was real upset when the Eagles traded one spot ahead of us. But then, once I saw what, and this is analysis kind of shifting later in the draft, but once I saw, you know, what the Giants traded for when they traded back, I became less upset because, you know, they got the Bears' first-round pick next year. They got quite a haul. So I wasn't upset, and, you know, like Jared said, Jared's a Washington football team fan. I am a Giants fan, so I think, yeah, Kerry, you're a Giants fan as well, so three of the four of us are NFC East fans, but we'll have to see Devontae Smith play against our teams for at least the next couple years, you know, depending on how long he stays, if he stays to the whole length of that rookie contract, a little longer, but... I, I think he'll be good in the NFL. He's interesting. I don't want to see him do good on the Eagles, so maybe he can do good individually and the Eagles can lose games. I think that would be my favorite situation. But yeah, the Eagles probably were smart there to move up because they knew the Giants were probably going to take him at 11 if they didn't skip ahead.
3: Yeah, and who would have thought Eagles and Eagles and Cowboys doing business MC East, helping each yeah, other? Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, it was a surprising. You know, that intra-division trade, I guess, uh, I don't know what you know, Jerry Jones and the uh, you know what the Cowboys, the rest of the front office there, uh, if they were okay. With, I mean, I'm sure they were. I, it's clear they were okay with that since they went forward with it. I don't know if they took that into account when they were making the trade if they didn't want to do trade with a division rival, but they went ahead with it. And the Giants, I want to say, got screwed over, but they didn't really because, like I just said, they made an okay move. So yeah, what happened happened, and we'll just see.
0: And that's that's another thing I kind of want to talk about the giants uh they essentially got i believe a first rounder next year a fourth rounder next year and they also got a the first um this year which was the 20th pick now and the fifth rounder this year if I'm not mistaken I think they
3: gave um, up their fifth this year to get like the fourth this and year yeah I think so
0: okay well, regardless, I think that was a pretty decent trade by the the Giants, uh, especially by GM, who's you know known to not, I would say, trade back a lot uh, or trade back ever, because I think this is the first ever time. Um, so I definitely think this was a good trade from the Giants' perspective, or at least being a Giants fan. What did you guys think of the of the trade? Yeah, Jared, I know you guys are. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. All or... right. David, sorry. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think they had their eyes, like you guys were saying, on one of those three elite receivers. and then I mean, it just made sense. If all those guys were gone, why not trade down? So I'm happy David Gettleman actually did it. I think it was a really good move.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm going to hop in real quick here. So just the specifics of the deal. The Giants gave up the number 11 pick this year in return for Chicago's first-round pick this year, which was the 20th overall pick, and Chicago's fifth-round pick this year as well as the bears first round pick next year and the fourth round pick next year. So this was quite a haul for the Giants and that's why I'm happy with it. Gattleman traded down but he he got like a lot in return. So that's a lot for the Giants to work with and the Bears you know they got their guy if they feel Fields is is the way to go and we'll see how he is in the NFL and I've said this maybe like three times already on the show but it's really tough to know which guys are actually going to pan out and whether or not these moves were worth it and we're probably not going to know the answer to those questions till maybe 3 4 years down the line cuz even like with Josh Allen we just saw he wasn't that so good his first couple years and then his third year he really he really you know improved so these trades we're talking about them a lot now but when we're going to be able to fully say if we know it was the right move or not probably not till 3 4 years down the line but my gut reaction was that This is a great move for the Giants and for the Bears. You know they got their guy, so so good move for them as well.
2: Yeah, I think it was a great trade. The Giants definitely got a haul for the pick, but I didn't love the Giants' selection. I understood that they wanted to go wide receiver, but like Kadarius Tony in from Florida, like he's just a he's just a speedster. Like that's it. I thought that there were other that there were better pass catchers like Elijah Moore still available. So I thought that the Giants would go there, but I mean like Doug was saying like we're not going to know for 3 4 years down the line how these players will pan out, how these trades will pan out. So I guess the Giants just got to trust that they picked the right receiver at. It. There was probably like at least five receivers that they could have chosen from in that from that pick, like Bateman or Moore. And there were and they picked Tony. So we'll see how it pans out, but it was a uh, I don't know, I just don't think. I just don't know if I love the pick, but like we'll just see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I think it was obviously a gamble um, by the Giants to, again, fall to twenty and take a wide receiver. Um, you know, again, many many people would have thought that the Giants are going to maybe take a, a lineman or a defensive player uh, at that after falling back, but obviously they had seen value in Kadarius Tony. And listen, I think that's a pretty decent slot receiver to go into. Um, you know, I guess have an arsenal of weapons for Daniel Jones this year. So excited to see what happens with that. But again, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and then I guess with the remaining uh, of the first round, I'll go through like some of the picks that I've found to be a little more interesting. we had seen the New York Jets trade up to the 14th pick and, um, by executing a trade with the minnesota vikings and they had then selected guard elijah vera tucker out of usc um and then following that pick we had the page what many are saying the patriots find their franchise qb again to re-spark their dynasty um by taking Mac jones quarterback out of alabama uh what did you guys think of those two trades i know you know, I, I would have thought that the Jets kind of would have waited to see what the Patriots do to then address their needs again. Um, but right when you think the Patriots are, you know, going into rebuild mode, it looks like they've found just a piece that they want.
2: Yeah, with the Jets moving up, I think that was, just, that was just a great move by the Jets. The Jets realized that Sam Darnold had no protection for his entire tenure in New York. And the Jets last season, they got Beckton. This season, they just got Vera Tucker. They'll have great protection for Zach Wilson, and that's what he needs to succeed. So sucks that they didn't do it for Darnold because I think Darnold has potential, but they're going all out with Zach Wilson as the quarterback, and they're not going to make the same mistake they made with Wilson. And then for the Patriots with Mac Jones, I just feel like that was uh, completely by chance. Mac Jones just dropped. He fell in their laps. And the Patriots didn't have to trade to move up for a quarterback, which people speculated. Mac Jones was just sitting there. Belichick was like, he's there. We got to take him. So they took him. And if he pans out, then the Patriots somehow got a franchise quarterback who some speculated would go third overall without having to give up anything. So once again, the Patriots are playing chess, not checkers. But that's what we expect from the Patriots. So they found their franchise quarterback, hopefully. So we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, I really like it for the Jets. I mean, real Jets fans, too. Trading up right. To, I mean, they're not actually sniping the Patriots. Patriots weren't going to take a lineman. But just trading up right in front of the Patriots. What's better than that for Jets fans out there? Just to spite the Patriots. And, yeah, I like Mac Jones a lot. I think the Patriots were going to get a QB regardless. I guess they knew that the that Mac would follow them. If not, I'm sure they would have traded up uh, for either Lance or Fields or Jones if they had to. But, Yeah. They had to come away with a quarterback in the first round, and they did just that.
0: Yeah, Um. obviously, I'm sure Bill Balchick was, you know, happy, even though his uh, face might have not shown it if the cameras were there. But um, moving on, we had, you know, a couple of, I guess, defensive players followed by that taken off the board. Um. We had Jalen Phillips go to Miami. Uh, he was from the University of Miami, so he's staying in the same state but playing for a different uh, team. And I'm sure he's going to find it, you know, he's going to fit right into that system in Miami. Um, then we had Kadarius Tony getting selected by the Giants that we had uh, talked about a little bit more. And then we had Pay, uh, who we've all heard of covering Big Ten sports, uh, edge rusher out of the university university of michigan uh selected by the indianapolis colts and and then following that pick we had uh caleb Fairley, who you know uh, many said that he would have fall um he would have fell i I would say through the first rounder because of his issues with uh, his back surgeries and just you know uh, his health but obviously the titans saw something um that they really liked and mike Rabel. Uh, you know, decided to go up there and grab him with the 22nd overall pick. Um, and then, following that, we had seen the Minnesota Vikings get their guy that they were targeting at 14 that came out afterwards. He fell all the way to them at 23. Um, so, this, in my opinion, was probably the second best pick of the night because somebody who is, you know, valued at a, a top 15 prospect, you got an extra trade with him. And now, he fell to your, um, uh, he fell into your hands at number twenty-three in Christian Derisaw offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech as well. Um, so we had two back-to-back guys, uh, getting picked from Virginia Tech, uh, one who many thought wouldn't be picked in the first round, and then a second who was supposed to go top fifteen and now went to twenty-three. What did you guys think of those, um, couple of draft picks? What kind of stood out to you in that little stint?
2: Yeah, it's definitely when you were talking about the Titans pick, Caleb Farley, people thought he had num- to be the best cornerback potential prior to all his injuries and surgery. So the, t- the Titans are a good team, so I don't blame them for taking the flyer on Caleb Farley. If he pans out, he could be a lockdown cornerback in this league. So definitely a good place for him to go there. Already have a good defense, good offense, so I think... He'll rehab there, and hopefully he'll step into a cornerback role, whether that be midseason or whether that be not this season, but the season after. But for the value at the 22nd overall pick, I think the Titans made a great choice. Another pick like you were talking about, the Minnesota Vikings, Christian Darris out. Like you said, I thought he would go a lot earlier, but the Vikings were super smart on this one. They moved back a lot. Somehow he was still sitting there. So great pick for them. I mean, he'll just be a staple in the line for Kirk Cousins and whoever Kirk Cousins' successor is. So the Vikings made a great move. You also mentioned Jalen Phillips. I don't really know a lot about him, but I do know that he retired from football and then he decided to transfer from Miami and hop on and play football again. So good for him that he brought his career back around and he ended up being a first-round pick. And then one other guy that you didn't mention, but I got to shout out my Washington football team, was Jamin Davis, linebacker from the University of Kentucky. I love the pick by Washington. I think that he will thrive behind the incredible D-line that they've created, and he can be a 100-tackles guy. Some of the NFL analysts were pegging him to be a potential sleeper for Defensive Rookie of the Year just because they're expecting him to rack up so many tackles on that team. So great pick by Washington. And, yeah, that's what I thought about all those picks.
3: Yeah, Jared, real quick, you just said Jalen Phillips retired from football. Did he—I don't know. I read something about this earlier. Did he become, like, a musician? Is that right?
2: Yeah, he retired to pursue music, and then he decided to transfer to Miami. And then he was kind of like—they recruited him to come play, and I think he just—he missed the sport, so he decided that he'd give it a shot again. And I guess— his gamble ended up paying off because he went in the first round.
3: That's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. I think he was the number one offensive lineman coming out of uh, I don't know. He's actually he's a defensive player. He's a he's an edge rusher. Isn't I think he was like number one recruit in coming out of high school. So yeah, really weird. I kind of yeah. I, you guys were talking about Caleb Farley a little. I like uh, I like the pick. You know, talent is undeniable, but I kind of wish the Titans just picked a receiver. Man, I really like Elijah Moore. I really like Bateman. I really like Rondell Moore, who I'm sure will get picked tonight. Uh, but, yeah, Jonathan Smith's gone. He went to the Patriots. He had a lot of targets. Corey Davis, he's a little older, but he had a lot of targets. Uh, obviously, they still have A.J. Brown, who's an absolute monster. But, yeah, I kind of wish they went receiver, but kill probably still a monster.
0: Yeah, um, a couple of those picks were you know, surprising. A couple of them we knew would happen beforehand. One of the ones that people kind of had slated on their mock drafts uh, as, as again, one of the locks of the nights, I would say, uh, would have been Najee Harris uh, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, running back out of Alabama. Uh, I don't think there was a better fit of a draft pick um, in a team than Najee Harris uh, from last night, who, who got, again, selected to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but with the 25th pick the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of surprised me a little bit at least and took Travis Etienne running back out of Clemson paired him up with his quarterback out of Clemson Travis uh Trevor Lawrence um and I think this kind of uh you know quarterback running back deal can kind of take the NFL by storm especially if they're the two newcomers um I'm sure Urban Meyer had you know has some plans for them already um but you know those those I would say those are probably the top two running backs in the draft, and they were taken r- one right after the other. Um, what did you guys think of those two picks? And then we'll wrap up with uh, a couple of the remaining picks from the first round.
2: Yeah, I thought that, like you said, Najee Harris to the Steelers was a uh, given. Like the Steelers have no running back; they also have no offensive line, so Najee Harris probably won't succeed immediately. But they definitely needed someone to hand the ball off, too. So they took the best one in the draft, which, good for them. And then the other team that took a running back in the first round, like you said, the top two consensus running backs, was Travis Etienne to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which a lot of people didn't like this pick because they already have James Robinson. I don't think that James Robinson can continue what he did last year. I think it was partially a fluke, but... Listen, if James Robinson is like a power back and Etienne is like the speed back, I think it could be a solid one-two punch. It might have been slightly a reach, and they had a lot of other needs. There were guys on the board like Trevon Mooring or J.O.K. that they probably could have taken to help shore up things on defense. But for the fact that they're going with a speed running back and they already have a power running back, it could be a really good one-two punch. So I think Trevor will have a lot of fun with both of them in the backfield. So I think that they were just trying to make Trevor happy on this one and get his friend from Clemson over to Jacksonville with him. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Jerry,
1: you know, you mentioned this, this might've been a reach in my opinion. I think it it was a reach. I just, I don't think you could take a running back in the first round just in today's NFL. Like it's first round picks are so valuable and like running backs, even if you don't have a top running back on your team, you could just pick up another guy as a free agent, you know, a lower level guy. Don't pay him that much because the running back position is not that important now, right? And even if you have, like, the top running back in the NFL, if you have, like, Derrick Henry, like, does that lead to Super Bowl wins? I mean, I don't really think so. Like, Derrick Henry, I think, even if you if you don't think he's the best running back in the NFL, he's, like, certainly top two or three, just a monster. And even having a guy like that, it hasn't yeah, – like, your goal is right. and I don't think you could spend first-round picks on running backs. I don't think it's I just I just don't think it's worth it. Especially like you mentioned, they have James Robinson. Like even if he doesn't produce again like the way he did last year, I just feel the a first round pick you need to spend on on a different position. And I understand that these guys, you know, Etienne and, and Nigel Harris are, are, you know, the top running backs in the draft, but see, I see like I'm I'm like torn on this because I don't think that our first round pick should be used on a running back, but then I don't know how Far, I think those guys should fall, but I don't know. I just feel that Maybe teams should have waited till like early round two to take them I know like the first round with no running backs being taken We probably won't see that just because those guys and you know certain GMs might have an old-school mindset where they're still You know valuing those rushing yards a lot, but I think you should build a team like a different way
3: Yeah, I don't like it either James Robinson over a thousand yards undrafted rookie. He was an absolute beast this past year and, I mean, I guess, I don't I don't think people are forgetting, but Jacksonville has the first pick tonight. They also have the 13th pick tonight. Etienne, I'm, I'm sure he would probably be available then. If he, if he didn't escape the first round, I'm just looking. My, the Bills picked 30th. Uh, they, I guess maybe they could have been worried that they would take someone. I don't see anyone else there that would have taken someone before their first pick tonight. So, yeah, I don't really like it. But, hey, the Clemson boys are getting back together. Trevor Lawrence has a lot to say, apparently.
0: Already, man hasn't even taken a snap but he's already influencing what gets done on the team. Uh, And then I would say the two other picks that kind of stood out to me uh, were Rashad Bateman, who many had as a borderline first round or a second round wide receiver, was taken by the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Actually, three picks. Uh, And then we had uh, the Buffalo Bills take Greg Rousseau, uh, edge rusher, out of the University of Miami, who was slated to kind of be, I would say, a top 10 pick Prior to last year, um, but he had fallen to thirtieth. But I think with probably one of the best teams that he could have hoped for. Uh, and then the last pick I kind of want to discuss is the Green Bay Packers. Before the draft started, we had news come out of you know Aaron Rodgers not being content with his current situation at Green Bay. Um, and now, as of I think about um, yeah about an hour ago we have reports that retirement is in serious consideration for Aaron Rodgers if his situation with the Packers isn't repaired and to add on top of that the green bay packers who we've known last year that they traded up to draft his uh draft what would have been his replacement um in Jordan Love had now had the opportunity to sort of i would say at least attempt at fixing whatever is going on, and they decided to take Eric Stokes' cornerback out of Georgia. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Great player, probably a great fit in an area of need for the Green Bay Packers, but this doesn't help Rodgers or the situation that's going on with Rodgers. And I think, if anything, it makes it worse, and I'm not surprised that we have reports of him retiring rather than wanting to play for another team if situations aren't resolved. What I wanted to know is, uh, I'll ask you this after we break down these picks. But actually, yeah, let's get. What did you guys think of those those couple of picks, or you know, any any other picks near the end of the draft that kind of stick out to you?
1: Well, uh, I don't think anything near the end of the draft kind of stuck out to me that much. The only thing that really uh, stuck out to me was. You know, I'm drawing a blank here, Kager, but yeah, I, I I just don't think any of those picks at the end of the draft really shocked me in particular. I think kind of what happened, yeah, is what I expect. I'm sorry, I've lost my train of thought there, but I'll let you guys jump in if you have anything.
2: Yeah, one thing I'd say is I wasn't, I'm not going to say I was surprised with any of the picks at the end. I feel like teams took their needs. I mean, the Packers, I have no words. Maybe, they're, maybe Aaron Rodgers will be gone and they just took the guy they wanted the most regardless of what Aaron Rodgers wanted. But one thing I will say that I was surprised about was not any of the picks. I was surprised that two players, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromo out of Notre Dame and Trevon Mooring out of TCU were not drafted in the first round. On Daniel Jeremiah's big board, he had them as the 15th and 16th top players in the draft. So I was very surprised to see both of them drop out of the first round. And I think we'll see some teams, maybe even the Jets pick tonight, teams just trade up to the beginning of the second round because those guys who were supposed to be in the first round are just sitting there waiting to be drafted. So I think that they'll dictate how if there's movement at the beginning of the draft tonight.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. Um, there's still a lot of talent left, so uh, we shall see what, what kind of goes on. Um and then I kind of wanted to, re, uh, you know, bounce off of the the, men- the topic that I had mentioned earlier about Aaron Rodgers. What did you guys think of that situation? Do you think there's a way back? Uh, do you think we've seen the last time that Aaron Rodgers plays for the Green Bay Packers? And to me, what needs or, you know, the question I had is what needs to be done to get this situation fixed? To, for me, I think it's a little, you know, too late. I think it's kind of end of the road. Uh, bridges are burnt already. but. What did you guys think about this? Uh, David, I don't know uh, if you've been keeping up with the situation, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it as well.
3: Yeah, I saw Adam Schefter tweeted out, and then he went on like NFL Live or some show and was talking about it. I, Man, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year. Like I, I agree with what you said. Bridges, Bridges are kind of burned at this point. I was trying to think about a trade location, right? And I think the only place that would really make sense, I guess, if – Because we heard all these reports that Russell Wilson was also uh, really, he was really annoyed with the Seahawks, right? And kind of wanted out earlier in the offseason. And going back to Wisconsin, I feel like that would be the only thing that kind of makes sense. But besides that, you know, we heard reports yesterday about the 49ers, but they just took Trey Lance, so I don't see it happening. So I really don't know who else he would be traded to. I can't really think of another team besides, you know, possibly the Seahawks, but I don't know. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with the situation either. I think he'd be a good fit in Denver because I don't think Drew Locke is the answer. And there are weapons in Denver for it to work out. Maybe they'd make the trade. I mean, personally, I'd love to see him in Washington. I'd love to watch him every Sunday. But I obviously know that's not going to happen. But listen, a man can dream. But honestly, at the end of the day, I really have no idea what's going to happen. I don't think any of the NFL knows what's going to happen. And I do think that whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers will really— change the landscape of the league because wherever he goes instantly becomes a Super Bowl contender so we'll just have to wait and see maybe maybe we see him on Jeopardy next year I don't think that's going to happen I think he's got a couple years left before he does Jeopardy but I mean I I don't really know what's going to happen I just hope that I hope that we get to see Aaron Rodgers continue his career happy on another team or somehow happy on Green Bay which I don't see happening but listen Aaron Rodgers is a MVP. He's a vet. He's one of the best of all time. So he's going to dictate what his future holds. So we'll just have to see it and wait what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see uh, and wait to see what happens. Um, But that was a little breakdown of the NBA the NFL draft of the first round of the NFL draft that happened last night. The draft will obviously continue tonight with rounds two and three. Coverage of that will start at 7, I believe. Um, But we're going to step aside for a little bit here. uh, And when we come back, it'll be hour two of the Friday crew. So uh, keep it locked here on WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at wrsu.org.